Did you know that the recent findings from the study conducted by staffing firm Steel HR for the Economic Times show that although women make up 30% of the workforce, only 1 out of 10 women make it to the leadership teams? So why is there such a big gap? Why and what could be the possible reason? Factors such as maternity leave policies, societal pressure to prioritize marriage and family, and biases against women in certain roles, like women not being good for sales, etc., are often cited as reasons why less women make it to the top. So it becomes essential to examine these factors closely and ask whether they genuinely hold women back or whether they are simply excuses used to justify gender disparities. Joining us today is Soumya Santosh, CHRO Cityus Tech, as we delve into the challenges women face in reaching leadership positions and examine how we can create a more equitable and inclusive workplace. From transitioning dilemmas like quitting or switching your job to the dreaded career breaks. From make or break situations like negotiating CTCs or handling feedback between peers. To people-related complexities like handling a difficult manager or a toxic work environment. Workwise, we cover it all. Hi, welcome to Workwise with Nokri, a show to help you work better and accelerate your career. Hi, Soumya. Welcome to WorkWise by Nokri. Thank you so much. And I'm super excited to be here and have the conversation with you. So tell me, Soumya, is there merit in the statement in current day and age? Are women at all stopped from taking leadership roles? Or do we have enough and more women at top positions? Is this a relevant conversation at all? See, I want to answer it in a way that most of the time that I hear that there is a glass ceiling and there is no opportunity for women. I just feel that that's a gone statement, right? I think in the tech companies that we are working in, the new age companies that are coming in, this glass ceiling is shattered. And uh, it's, it's, it's lovely to see so many women entrepreneurs, CEOs, CXOs. And uh, I'm sure that, you know, uh, this will really grow. If I have to just come back to uh, the way we operate at CityS Tech, we have a lot of programs to cater to women, right? So we have something called PEN, which is a women empowering network, where the on-site, our US-based employees have put together a wonderful program, which uh, helps women to excel. There's another program called uh, CT Shine. That's a program which is like a six-month long program, which caters to people to get external mentors, look at what their strengths are and groom them as they come along. So the the interesting part of that is that we have our uh, employees' uh, spouses, right? The male employees' spouses also part of that program. So a bunch of programs. I definitely don't feel that there are limited or challenging rules. I'm sure uh, if it's up to the employee or the woman employee, there's lots of opportunities. I like that. I like that. Lots of opportunities. And I can see how it's actually being, uh, you know, taken in action for that matter. That's pretty cool. That's actually very nice. And I'm. it's lovely to see how we are progressing for that matter. But tell me one thing, are there still some challenges for women in leadership roles? 
the one real challenge if i have to put it across i would say i don't know how appropriate is it it's the woman's biological clock uh, they become mothers at a time when they're seasoned and they're ready to move from an entry level position to a mid level or a senior level and that usually tends to change their priorities and uh, that sort of slows their uh, movement into the leadership role and that's a challenge that we've seen one of the reasons why this is not uh, you know typical to city as tech this is across the globe and uh, we see less and less people women uh, applying for leadership positions so this according to me if you ask one real challenge this would be the real challenge but i can speak for my organization and i would say that this is this is definitely changing i'm very very proud to say that 90% of our uh, women employees going on maternity leave are coming back so we provide them a lot of uh, flexibility but uh, having said that i definitely feel uh, you know the challenges are definitely there for women right and if i can take a second more i really want to add that there is this an interesting book that i read which is called how women rise by sally and goldsmith i think every woman leader should read it speaks about how women talk how they think how they they manage themselves in the organization and what kind of message they're sending and why they're not growing so that's something that uh, i just thought it is good to share well definitely definitely you know i tell a lot of my friends we're in that stage wherein either you make it or you break it like you, if you take that gap Absolutely. Know? So I I tell my yeah, friends the yeah. same thing, and then I have to tell everyone around me also. Like, let me let me be, you know, let me be, and not get into all of this. I I like the fact that you've uh, now shared a leadership angle to it. I want you to uh, pick your brain on a more starting perspective. Are there challenges? Well, let me put it like this: men and women. there are different challenges in the beginning is that so when they enter the workforce or do these challenges start to widen as they climb higher i think the challenges are the same at every level whether you're starting whether it's later i think it's the same it's the funnel which is the problem so if you see at an entry level we have uh, equal number of women uh joining the workforce uh, we have equal number of male if you look at attrition we have equal number of male and female leaving at that level so we don't have a problem so it's a funnel so that's that's the problem like you when we when they get into a mid management level the priorities that women has to manage you know it's not only an indian uh, you know says statement or sentiment across the globe take a larger responsibility right whether it is motherhood whether it's home whether it's managing something else so they dwindle off uh, and that's if you ask me the true challenge which then percolates to not having enough leaders at the top i really like that perspective to be very honest while you were talking i was actually thinking about you know um my friends who've gone up the corporate ladder and other women that i extremely i look up to who have come back for that matter and you know listening to their stories yeah. it's very similar you know like they might yeah. they might put it on like oh i had to but in the beginning also like everyone's really charged up but you're right you know they yeah yeah i want i want to share a good note there's an interesting story okay which i i love to share so when i started my career and i went through the same motherhood and i remembered you know uh, having my baby and uh, you know thinking that you know i'm not being a good mom i'm a weekend mom i'm not taking time there are times that the child is unwell and i need to get back to work 
and uh, my sounding board is my mom so when i used to call my mom she used to tell me that you will be a good mom if you're a weekend mom so just shut up and get to work <laughs> so <laughs> i broke my leg once i had an 8 month old baby again i called her i said i have a small baby i've broken my leg i can't get to work she said i'm coming taking the baby away she took her off for 3 months she said you get to work so i think you need a strong support driving you to be there and you, know, you can't take a break it's okay to take a break but you should have that mindset that okay now I've come back on the break uh, and there's no questions i need to put in that 110% into my work then opportunities will just open up well i love how we're talking about a support system but let's talk a little bit about the support system in general you know the in fact the social aspect the society so let's talk about the biases of social conditioning that are weaved into the psyche women um have at work you know Do you think that some of this is self-inflicted? I would say yes. There is a bunch of biases that are there, and it's definitely an unconscious bias because nobody on purpose wants to differentiate. Like example at workplace, the typical uh, you know example of such biases would be uh, a person coming back from a maternity leave. Oh my God, will she be able to manage a very difficult client? Or uh, could be that okay, this person has a tenth standard. a student you know child will she be able to you know extend hours and work uh, she has a very senior male member in her team whether so these are you know whether that person will accept her as a leader tons of things i can go on so there are unconscious bias there is definitely no two ways to it it's how you deal with it and how you educate your leaders so there has to be a you know a continuous session taken just telling them okay this is what you need to do at least at cts tech i can tell you we have taken very small steps towards this we have created a dni initiative we have gone about telling our leaders that you know there are certain ways when you actually do performance appraisal for a woman employee whether they leave or come back from mat leave or whatever it doesn't matter right we do not consider it as a break when it comes to a promotion opportunity or a merit increase so yeah there are definitely biases um, in the organization externally so i can write a book about it right so <laughs> tell us, <laughs> we tell women you have to excel in studies and do this and we never tell our son that you know equally do your household chores i know covid has helped us a lot uh, in getting the men to the kitchen and to the household work but i think we are far from having that equal ownership kind of an approach as yet there's a lot of things right so i i can write that's so why i say mom guilt is you another favorite word of mine <laughs> <laughs> yeah mom guilt is a favorite word of mine which i keep telling is, is you know is a social conditioning which people had which i told you an example of which i was a, a party to as well and the third thing i really you know want to say that people women i don't know if you'll agree with me but women want to be perfectionists they want to be a perfect wife perfect mother perfect friend whatever they are right and and be good at work it's not going to happen so i just feel take a chill pill just take it easy give yourself some credit delegate wherever possible prioritize the wars you can't win every war so that's my mantra that's been that's been going for me that's actually uh... <laughs> I hope everybody heard that <laughs> you can't win every war. That's true. That's true. That's absolutely very, very true. And I want to, you know, this point. I want to uh, go back and appreciate what you're doing for your organization because it's mindset that needs to change. That's what I always say. It always starts over here. It always starts in the mind. It starts at a very basic foundational level. And on that note, 
I want to go back and ask you why all of this started. What are these mindset problems, both from the employers and organizations in general? Mindset problem. I think it's the preconceived notion that we have, right? The unconscious bias that we spoke about a little earlier. That you know, somebody can do a work, can't do a work. It's just, it's just so ingrained in us. So I think it's very difficult to challenge this unconscious bias unless and until you put a program in place where you go identify where are the areas of unconscious bias and how are we going to target it away, address it. Can't get rid of it, but address it. Bring in awareness in the organization, and and, and about going about uh, with that. So that's what I would say. I think there is definitely a mindset problem that employers come with, employees come. With. So it's it's both the sides. So how you tackle both is what is important. So at least at our end, like for example, if someone comes and says that someone is um, having a personal problem, it could be a male employee, not only a female employee. We try to see what kind of flexibility can we give. Can we tell them, okay, we are giving you an opportunity to work from home 100% for the next six months. You know, we try to bring in um, some kind of, uh, you know, understanding of their situation. Uh, that, I think, is typical of Citiestek's uh, culture. And yeah, a bunch of other things to ensure uh, we maintain that lovely culture that Citiestek, yeah. What do you suggest? Like, how can the management help without reeking of this savior complex to save all us women from womanhood? I guess. <laughs> the way, yeah, the only the only way that you can do is being equal to everyone and being clear in your communication and building trust with your employees. I can't emphasize on being clear and building trust, and that's not easy to do. When I say being clear, it's telling very clearly whether you're a male employee or female employee. If there is one leadership position, you both have equal opportunity. It's not that, oh my God, you have a special preference or male, you have a special preference. And walking that talk and showing how you actually close that position, uh, I think, you know, is there. And it's not only about position, it's about giving, you know, interesting opportunities to everybody. So it is, it's walking the talk. Uh, honestly, you know, goes up to that. Now that's what's important. I, you said clear, yeah. and then you said trust. The two words that were coming to me was transparency and trust. The two yeah. keys, right? Absolutely. And then eventually Absolutely. walking one more tea, which is walking the talk, right? So I like yeah. that. I like that. I absolutely yeah. like that. With that, Samia, we conclude our little another tea that attempt. And uh, thank you so much for being here at Workwise with Nokri and uh, educating us, spreading that awareness and uh, actually, well, walking the talk yourself. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. And you were a brilliant host. I must say that. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Workwise with Nokri. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this. Also, do share this with your friends who'd benefit from this episode. Thanks again for listening. If you've always wondered how to coach managers to handle Gen Z talent, you wouldn't want to miss that episode. I'm Gunul Korbel, and you were listening to Workwise with Nokri, a career podcast from Nokri.com, produced by Wine Studio. Wine Studio.